Nobody Asked on Open Lines Radio is brought to you by Synergy Creative Systems. Synergy Creative Systems uses multiple social media and online platforms that operate independently as freestanding entities to post killer content that discreetly work in conjunction with each other to build robust and enduring images and brands through promotion by proxy. putting his name out but this tucker carlson rant about yeah the uh, have you heard this the, yeah, he's I, going off about how the, the the m&ms aren't sexy anymore yeah they've m&m who who is it mars i don't know who who whoever creates m&m has decided to stop uh you know debasing us by appealing to our raw sense of attraction <laughs> <laughs> and you know, thinking back through the years, the um, the the green M M&M and M has been very pro- provocative. <laughs> it is. Well, that's what's so so amazing is. I mean, have you have you looked at the difference of between the two? Have you ever have you ever I searched? I saw the word. But like the the current the, the, what they're going to versus what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have. I mean, it's basically the orange, the orange anxious one. Oh, what about him? I haven't heard this. Oh, yeah. So the orange one is uh, uh, going to embrace his anxiety. Oh, okay. Okay. If you haven't heard Tucker Carlson go off on this, and by the time this podcast episode even goes out, it won't even be a thing anymore. No one will have remembered. Or even yeah, yeah. we'll bring it. So <laughs> but, go back, go but, back uh, a few weeks. Like, like, like just search for Tucker Carlson's M&M rant. And he's going off. He can't even believe it. He's like, he's like, they're, they, they've taken away her sexy boots. <laughs> it's almost like they don't even want you to want to have a drink with their Eminem characters. Like he's like totally. I am. And then that's that. what he's talking about. He's talking about the anxious Eminem. Yeah. Who's like maybe maybe the fact that no that that now they're wearing sensible shoes instead of sexy boots is making them anxious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you know, there's I have not seen that, but listen, listen, this dude spent the first half of his show trying to convince his viewers that you should that you should be siding with Vladimir Putin and Russia over Ukraine, a democracy. Mm-hmm. And then pivots <laughs> to how outraged he is because the green M&M will no longer be wearing sexy boots. Yeah. I mean, the, the difference is that she's changed her shoes. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's a part of right, me that right. a part of me understands the concern, like, you know, you're, you're rooted in like, you feel like you don't understand the world anymore. Is it, has it gotten to the point where like a caricature can't wear high heels? And that is, I guess, you know, that's confusing. Even in my old age, like I, this is, this is <laughs> I try same, to understand those this things. This is the same group. This is the same group that were outraged that are 
continue to be outraged over like sex on TV and video yes. games. And yeah. they want to put the, the warning labels on things, but they've got nudity. There was a, a book about the Holocaust that won a Pulitzer Prize, a, a graphic novel, the only yeah. graphic novel to have ever mouse. And it, they, they, they've pulled it in, I don't know, was it Florida somewhere, somewhere they've gotten this taken out of the libraries of the, the junior high schools because it says the word damn. And these are the same people that are outraged over, like they should, they like, they should have been outraged that the Eminem was sexy in the first place. Like it's so weird. <laughs> the things that they, that they, the things they pick and choose to be outraged about. Yeah. Well, I think in that book, there was also a mouse that was naked. I mean, it's a mouse, but that was like, but it's that same principle. Right. Um, so you, yeah, you're right. They, you should be, you should yeah, be upset or, that she's yeah, wearing okay, high heels. That's, that's the same thing. That was the other thing that there was a naked and, and, and it was the kid's mom. I mean, I mean, and it was supposed to be showing you that like the travesty and the, right. Oh, right. It was, it was like through like filtered through mice. Yeah. And a, and a palatable and way for youth and stuff. Right. And we're not talking youth, youth, teenagers. Yeah. And, but, but yet they're outraged at this. Like I, I would, I would have thought the, the, the conservative religious right would be all in favor of the sexy boots coming off and the, and the sexualization <laughs> being moved from. <laughs> I, I, I do know. Uh, it, it's this to me is like, this to me is like the, all, all that, all those shows are just, they're like a form of clickbait. Um, because really what, what, what we're talking about is companies decided to, it's decided to represent itself more inclusively, not lean on the old trope of like sexy girl in high heels gets everyone's attention. You know, there's like an implied message that places a higher value on old fashioned looks and attraction and stuff. And we're, they're simply saying, we're not relying on that anymore. We're going to be more inclusive. We're changing your shoes. <laughs> and so to make that to make yeah. that a big deal yeah and then the other one went from stilettos to a, a sensible flat or something I don't know. <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah that's that's uh it's fun stuff but here's here's i think really the the deeper question that really needs to be answered is is it appropriate for a company to to use caricatures of things you eat. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, do you find this whole, like this whole idea of these M&Ms kind of running around? I mean, do you remember the early M&M commercials were like, yeah, when they were trying to not trying to eat them. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's the part that's really kind of weird to me. And, and I think even like on a, on a, um, take it down even further, like how to represent your characters, this whole idea of, of the guy with anxiety, there's the kind of the grumpy guy. Um, like there's, how are you picking your caricature archetypes? You know, it's almost like, um, Eminem is basing it a little bit on like the seven dwarfs. You know, you have, you have grumpy, you have dopey, you have sleepy, you know, but instead, I don't know what the M I don't, I don't, I don't spend too much time looking at the M&M commercials and character uh, characters, but 
Um, like if Skittles is going to make theirs into some sort of like anthropomorphized, uh, uh, like candy, like what archetypes are you using? Are you doing like the breakfast club Skittles? You know, you've got the, you've got the, um, the jock and the, who, who, I can't even remember who, who's in the breakfast club, <laughs> who, who are the, like the character, the caricatures that you're basing them off of the jock, the beauty queen. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Smart guy, the nerd, you know? Yeah. But that's the, what, that's uh, what, that's what they're Valley doing. The uh, weirdo kid, the introvert. Yeah. Yeah. The introverts are weirdos. And, and I'm, I'm trying to think, um, you know, you have like, okay, so can you, can you anthropomorphize other candy? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to like turn Snickers into a human, like Kit Kat? How are you going to represent them? Um, I think just the whole idea of representing your, your product as um, like in an anthropomorphized way is, is just weird. I think it's weird. What's another one? There's the peanut guy. Oh, oh, peanut guy. Yeah, he does it. You got Kool-Aid man. The Kool-Aid one is like super creepy. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's like, it's always weird. Cause he's always full, you know? So it's like, you don't want to consume Kool-Aid man. Like what happens to, <laughs> what, what, what happens to Kool-Aid man when, when he's all gone, you know, like, yeah, is that, yeah. is, is that his soul? I don't understand. Yeah, is he just an <laughs> is he just an empty jar? Is Kool Aid Man just a pitcher who and carries Kool Aid? Kool Aid part of him? Yeah, that's that's exactly my point. What Kool Aid Man? Kool Aid Man really is he an advertisement for Kool Aid, or is he an advertisement for glass products? Because because really, Kool Aid Man is he's the he's the pitcher. Like that's that's what he is, isn't he? And, I, and maybe Kool-Aid's the life force that. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but the, he's looking to give away the life force. I guess that's a good analogy there uh, too, because. Yeah, he's, he's actually kind of, he's kind of prophetic, I guess, in some giving ways. Giving of himself. So, yeah, he's very, it's like a, an example. Like every morning he's got to like fill himself up with Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. Who's making this Kool-Aid? That's the bigger question. Who's, who's putting the Kool-Aid in the Kool-Aid man? That, that I think that's a great question because like does he what that's world? never explored anywhere no. <laughs> no no and what universe does he exist in like does he have like did, did we like does he have parents you know Kool Aid just magic does he just wake up full of Kool Aid and goes to sleep <laughs> right. at night and he right wakes up in the morning and there it is again that's I think that's uh, that's a a big a big question that needs to be answered. Yeah. No, and I, I don't know if it's any, you know, I was thinking of another one that just kind of came to my mind is the, the Chick-fil-A that you have these, you have oh, these, the <laughs> yeah, these cows like begging for their life. <laughs> you know, like, and, the, the, and those don't consider like the chickens have a lot, there aren't their lives just as valuable as the cows. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying, Hey, eat them, kill them. Eat instead the chickens. Of us. Yeah. But they're still condoning the murder yeah. of animals. Yeah, they are. Just as long as it's not them. Right. There's some sad cows too. Yeah, for sure. And they they uh they struggle with their spelling. 
So, well, I mean, <laughs> that target demographic of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, thinking back to M&Ms. Yeah. And this whole M&M thing. Yeah. There, I don't know if it still is, but I know for a long time it was their, their slogan, since we talked about slogans last week, Yeah, was uh, melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Right. And I, isn't that interesting that that's almost the exact opposite of KFCs, which is finger licking good. Oh, yeah. You know, that is actually, yeah, it's the complete, it is the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, that's and, and it's like, really, what would you rather have melt in your hands? Wouldn't you rather have delicious chocolate to lick from your fingers? Or you want to be <laughs> like herb infused grease? Yeah, salty, salty, greasy. Yeah. So, so I, I actually think I'm on board with this um, M&M thing because really what they're saying is quit licking your fingers, right? <laughs> Just quit licking your fingers. Just save it for when you eat it. Um, no, I, I, I will, I will, uh, put this out there for anybody who's never done this. The, the best way to eat M&Ms is to get the, uh, the, the fun size bags. Okay. And then just put, hold it in your hand for a little while until it oh, gets no. nice and warm. Oh, no. <laughs> and then open it up. You don't want them totally melted, but you want them nice and soft. And then one by one, they just like they pop in your mouth and they're so good. <laughs> but if you just pour them in your hand and do it, they will melt in your hand. It's not quite yeah, like no, the advertising. It's, it's it is kind of false. false it uh, is false. That's why you got to get the fun size. So you hold them in the bag in your hand, just your own body heat heats them up just to the perfect temperature that you'll get addicted. You're saying keep them in the bag. Yeah. Or you I keep you, them in the bag and just hold the bag in your hand for a few minutes, just to kind of warm them up with your body heat and then keep the bag in your hand while you're eating them. And by the time you get to the end, that last one's all melted, the chocolate's all melted, but the little candy coating like pops in your teeth. Mm. I, I bet that is good. <laughs> it is. I, it is. I just you looked probably up. We have some tonight. I haven't had M&Ms for a while, but oh, that's good. Um, I just looked up the, um, a little bit of the origin of this, this M&M melts in your mouth thing. So they were, they were sold, you know, they were in cardboard tubes back in the day and they were marketed to the military, um, as a snack they could travel with in different climates. And so a lot of the soldiers in world war II ate the candies. And so by the late forties, there it was available to the public and they used that slogan melts in your mouth, not in your hands, which was trademarked in the fifties. They even took M&Ms out into outer space on the shuttle in the eighties. Um, don't, don't melt in outer space either. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, you know, that, that uh, you know, that uh, slogan kind of invokes, uh, tells a story, it invokes a history, emphasizes the pragmatic design of a candy. Yeah, they're like Volkswagen. Yeah, <laughs> there's like an internal logic to the whole scheme, you know. Um, and it's interesting that it's like as the war ended, the the men and women who were in World War II just wanted that candy still. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, the, I I do have a little bit of a problem with it though. Um, the slogan, as I. Th- just like who, who was making it were the, were the, who was making those m&ms in the beginning oh i don't know it doesn't i don't have that on this because you know thing. that can that candy maker was making money on the um 
industrial war complex <laughs> you know, when, part of, when the war ended they still needed to make money yeah so you can i mean there's the history that's there on the internet but there's also like those guys got used to making making money when the war was going on because the soldiers were that's right eating the candy and then once the war was over the uh the government stopped buying the candies yeah, and this candy and that yeah now they, they had to find a way a whole new audience. And so you can take a look now at what they're doing with changing up the sexiness of these caricatures mm -hmm. and, and they're, they're just shifting their audience. There's a younger audience that is going to be around longer than this. Old. Like there, there's an older group of people and, yeah. and I'm, I'm getting there mm -hmm. who have dominated everything because they're the ones that have had the money and they're the ones that have, been around and they're the ones you know but we're at a point now where the previous generations are they don't have a lot of years left you know like 20 years maybe yeah so now the advertising is shifting to a younger crowd that they can keep because that because those younger crowd that's they're going to be buying chocolates for another 60 years you yeah. know yeah it's all and about just shifting where you're getting your money from yeah well, and that's what that's why people are really scared. Is it's a it's a continual sign that I don't understand the world anymore, which means I'm getting old, which means yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to be gone. Marketing. Yeah, I'm insignificant. Right, right. That's what the outrage is about. Mm -hmm. The feeling of insignificance because you are no longer the audience being marketed to. Right. Ouch. I heard. Mm hmm. You know, the, the part of the M&M thing that really, I think I take issue with though, more than anything is just the melts in your mouth thing. Like I get it. You don't want it melting in your hands, but it just, uh, I don't know. Are you, are you an ASMR guy? Have you ever, do you know what this is? <laughs> no, I hate, I hate, I hate <laughs> that. I, and I, I hate when they're eating in t on TV. I hate to see people eating yeah, in movies. That's what it's I'm like, saying. Why, they can have this conversation without food in their mouth. Why are we? Why are they eating? Right, right. And that's this. Why do writers make that decision? Right, the melts in your mouth thing kind of takes me to this, like images of saliva and food noises, and and so, so I, I think that's. Well, what generally speaking, when you eat M and M's, you don't you don't give them time to melt in your mouth. You just chew them and swallow them. But that, right. that's why the, uh, the technique I was sharing with you earlier <laughs> actually do melt in your mouth. <laughs> that's pretty good. Maybe subliminally through the years, I've just had this thought that it should be melting in your mouth. Maybe it worked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of curious, like what, what other, what, what other products could you also market the same way melts in your mouth not in your hand and uh i guess i'm i'm struggling with with what what melts in your i mean string cheese is that your <laughs> <laughs> the string cheese melt <laughs> no as i'm saying it's really it's really kind of hard to defy it, it, it is original you know you give them that yeah well you've got to have something it's got to have some kind of coating to protect the inside so i mean i mean really what do you hold in your hand that uh that melts i mean cheese and chocolate and chocolate uh, definitely and yeah, i think yeah. that's so what they're saying like, that is what hold saying. some chocolate in your hand that is what and they're saying. not have it melt you can't 
So yeah. I'm just kind of, I'm just trying to like generalize where this could, where this could work. And, and uh, I think chocolate. It only works with chocolate. Yeah. I guess, I guess if you're holding cheese for a while, <laughs> it works for cheese if you're yeah. holding onto that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to have stinky cheese hands. <laughs> no, no. And uh, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, okay. So let's, uh, here's, here's my question. Here's another question. I mean, not to, I know we're belaboring this M&M point, but, <laughs> but, but you know what, that's what, else, that's what, what you're else? tuning in for. <laughs> so um, I, I got to rank uh, for, I, I don't know who, who, and, and Mark, maybe, maybe uh, I might be offending you with this one, but because you were just kind of talking about how much you enjoy those M&Ms, but <laughs> who on earth enjoys the normal M&Ms? Are you a normal M&M guy? Oh yeah. I don't, oh. I do not like any of the M&M variants. I go oh gosh, plain M&Ms all day, every day. Well, I mean, I don't eat them all day, every day. When I go for M&Ms, it's plain. You are a, you are a, a stoic man. <laughs> do, do you, do you? I also like, you know what else? I also like just plain chocolate ice cream, but go to the oh. store. I, I challenge you to go to the store and find chocolate ice cream with nothing else in it, just chocolate ice cream. Yeah. Why would you, I mean, do you only drink water? Like, it's, like do you, is, is that the only, I, oh man, this is like stunning to me. But I only drink chocolate milk. I don't like strawberry milk. Like okay. If we're talking like chocolate. <laughs> I mean, I don't, okay. I, I like the like I like the caramel ones, and I'll eat the peanut butter oh, ones man. and the peanut ones if they're there. But if I'm given the choice, I'm going for melted plain every oh, time. Yeah, that this is stunning. I, I like to <laughs> well, me. Would, you don't me, like plain M and M's? Oh, I, uh, I, I no uh, plain M and M. You want to really get crazy? Take a bowl and pour a bag of plain M and M's and a bag of uh, Reese's pieces and mix them all up. <laughs> <laughs> delicious yeah. I, and i bet but I, to me to me it's the peanut butter that m- makes them good it's like the peanut butter m&ms are incredible i if there's a bag of peanut butter m&ms i'm having the whole thing yeah my wife's a peanut butter m&m person they're amazing even the crispy she also, she also prefers ice cream that's not plain chocolate <laughs> <laughs> this is not a I, know, I know i know i'm in the minority of people who like i would you would think there's a lot of chocolate ice cream lovers out there, but the fact that you can't find it anywhere, the fact that it's not missing from the shelf, the fact that it's like not sold out, that there's just not even a spot for it <laughs> tells <Yeah>. me <laughs> that you have to special order. I'm in the minority. Yeah. 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 That's uh, I don't know what else to say other than that really does surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I drink coffee every day and I like the uh, peppermint mocha creamer. Oh, <laughs> I, because I was going to ask, do you drink your coffee black? <laughs> no, I don't know. Peppermint mocha. And then mm-hmm. if, if, if peppermint mocha is not available, then just some milk or cream, but I don't, that's the only flavor I like. Okay. Now that might be, does that, is, does that make me, does that change your opinion of me? Since a it's little, just chocolate? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> It, it fills me with a yep. little, 
bit of comfort. I'll be at the store and people will be looking at it in May. And they're like, oh, they brought this out again. I'm like, no, they have it all year. It's just I'm the only one that buys it in May. Yeah, I think I think I'm my my faith is being restored a little bit. I just you know, I think our our sister also is just a plain normal M&M person. I think they call them milk chocolate M&Ms now, but originally they were plain M&Ms. Oh yeah. That, I see, that's a, I don't know. Who, I don't know who plain offended or I guess it just wasn't very good. Marketing. Yeah, I was going to say that, that, that that's a, exactly it. I mean, nobody wants to be plain, well, it used to plain be, Jane, it used to be, but it used to just be plain and peanut butter or plain and peanut. Yeah. So with all the other ones that came along, I guess they had to get a little bit more specific. Yeah. Go with it, milk chocolate. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's kind of like if you say I like plain M and M's, it's kind of like saying I'm. I'll, I'll just when you go to like get your breakfast, I'll just have white toast. Like, like it's just a, you know, there's like a, there's no spice and variety to your life kind of thing. So that's why I'm sure I'm sure that's what what changed it because milk chocolate you can get behind plain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of like plain. <laughs> it would appeal to me more if it was plain and the oh. old just plain brown bag that's just, but that's just what i remember from being a kid you know yeah yep yep <laughs> same way you can't find pepsi free anymore pepsi free i don't even know if i know what this pepsi free is oh see see i, I was talking to someone about this like there's a whole generation of people who watch back to the future uh-huh and and when he goes into the uh little cafe and the guy's like, you gotta, you gotta order something if you're gonna sit here or whatever. And he goes, uh, well, give me a tab. I think they still make tab, maybe not. Yeah, I, I remember tab. So tabs are so. And he's like, I, I can't give you a tab. You gotta order something first. I can't open you a tab. And he goes, okay, well, give me a Pepsi free. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm gonna give you Pepsi. You gotta pay for it. Mm. <laughs> so, but the Pepsi free, it was just caffeine free Pepsi. Oh, okay, okay, and. And it was from back in the eighties and it tasted, I don't know why it tasted different, but I love Pepsi free. The taste of Pepsi free with the Pepsi without the caffeine is so good. And then recently we were at the store and we came across some uh, caffeine free Pepsi. It's not, they don't call it Pepsi free anymore. Now it's just caffeine free Pepsi. Yeah. And it had that same taste. And my wife's all into it. She's like, Oh my gosh, you're right. (laughs) I didn't think I didn't think you would be right about this, but you're right. It tastes so much better. And then uh, about two weeks later, it's gone, gone from huh? shelves. Finished. Can't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to find a caffeine-free soda uh, cola. It is. I know. I it's agree. Diet. You can find caffeine-free diet, but you can't just find a regular caffeine-free. And yeah. my heart just can't take all the caffeine. I still want to have a soda now and then. Right. I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> Sucks. Sucks getting old. You got to cut those things. Even yeah. My coffee. I go, I, I do half calf. I get a bag of regular and a bag of decaf and I blend them together and make my own. Yeah. I, and uh, I think that's wise. Can't sleep. If you, uh, if you have too much caffeine going on as you get older, sleep, sleep is a hard commodity to, uh, to find as time goes on. Yeah. Holly and I were just talking about that this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't, uh, <laughs> well, 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 I will admit this is some engaging conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
references. And we were talking last week about um, the, the pop-in. Yeah. And I don't know. I, 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 I left that conversation feeling a little like, does the pop, I, I, I haven't had a pop in in so long that it was like, it's hard for me to understand or, or like, was it, can anyone even relate to that? Do pop ins still occur? I know mm-hmm. in your neck of the woods they do, but like, mm-hmm. but, but so, but kind of what's replaced the pop in if we can just bring the pop in, which is kind of aging us you know, yeah. <laughs> talking yeah. about the pop in to the new pop in, which is just the phone call. How harsh is it when your phone rings? <laughs> like an actual phone call, man, that nothing cuts the air and makes oh, it's awful. than my phone ringing. Yeah. It's awful. In there's this day a, and age. There's a feeling of dread. Um, I had a scenario. I, I, uh, for fun, run a, a football pick em league thing. Um, as you yes. well know, <laughs> <laughs> And people, I, I think I'm, I think I'm uh, fighting for last place. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a last place prize too, shouldn't there? There should be, man. There should uh, be. I tried hard every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, there's a deadline to make your picks, and a buddy of mine had forgot to make his picks, so I had to. He wasn't responding to texts, so I had to call him. And it was, it was kind of stunning how I had forgot how to communicate with people I know on the phone. Um, we didn't, we just like, uh, just kind of like, like today's day and age, you know, we like, I, for example, I Marco Polo a ton. And so you just get on, you say your thing and then people watch it whenever they want to watch it kind of thing. Right. And, uh, and so to, to like start a conversation on the phone, and like how, like the, the rules of phone dialogue and the real time nature of phone dialogue, even with a good friend who I spend a decent amount of time with, um, was like, Oh, this is, this feels weird. Like we didn't start with hello is so-and-so here. You know, like back in the day you had a, you had a process. Hello. Some people would say the whoever residents or just hello. Yeah, just a minute. Let me let me go find her. Who you know? People would ask for whoever they're looking for. And it's hard to know how to answer the phone now because like you know who it is, you can see exactly who yeah. it is. So, <laughs> so just to say hello, yeah. it's such, so weird that they'll do that. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is this is Doug. Well, it's like, yeah, I, they know this is like who this is who they <laughs> that's who they called. And so uh, so it's hard to even. Oh, know. Doug. Yeah, Doug here. yeah. So it's hard to even know how to answer it. Like, hey. Uh, yeah, what's going on? What's up? <laughs> so that that's that's um, that part's hard, and like it's just so much easier to text. Like just so much easier to get. It gives time to think. Um, I, I think communication now, like the consistent communication with people that that like are in your life. Um, like at work, I I'm on the phone, but that's a very formal setting, right? But. Uh, and so some of those rules still apply, the old rules from back in the day when everybody had a household phone. But like communicating with the general people in your life, most people text and um, or do some sort of like video, you know, video uh, messaging system. And there's a, what has happened, it seems like there's, there's time, there's time to think about the answer. There's, there's not always an expectation to respond right away in real time, even necessarily. Um, and 
it makes that the the real time nature of the phone. I think it's it's more difficult. I don't know. I think you're you're uh, you're showing your age here again and not realizing the importance of the real time answer in text. <laughs> People that send <laughs> well, that's in mind waiting for a reply, and I hate that. I hate when I get a text and it's like, hey, can I just think about this? Am I under? Ob- Am I under some sort of obligation to immediately reply, immediately reply to a text where that just comes out of nowhere? Yeah. I'm supposed, now I'm supposed to uh, stop what I'm doing and immediately reply when in, in this world, like this is such a new thing. It used to be like, you would have to like send an email or leave a message or even call and wait for a call back. (laughs) You could know, it's like, you don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm, where I'm at. to why you text me back right away. <laughs> so, so what are the, so I, I think this is actually very interesting. And I think it's super generational. What are the rules? What's the rule for how long you should, it, the, the maximum amount of time before you respond to a text, before it becomes rude? I would say 24 hours. Give somebody 24 hours to reply. So not necessarily day of. See, in my mind, email is still 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, when I get a text from somebody, sometimes I'm, I'm doing something yeah, you're in, the, and you're in the middle. Some. Sometimes I finish what I'm doing and I don't really feel like replying to that at that moment. Cause I, you know, I'm not in the right headspace, and I'll get you in the morning when I'm yeah. sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, but, but, but like, I, I don't know, like, like, is, is it okay to call somebody for, for instance, I don't know if my kids probably hate this because and it really, it's only like my kids, uh, if, I don't know what it is, but it seems like people always tend to text me while I'm driving. Yeah. Yeah. And not only is it illegal mm-hmm. and very dangerous, yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at it. I can't text and drive. I can't, yeah. my eyesight, I have terrible eyes these days. I need my, put my reading glasses on Yeah. my, yeah. my big fat carpal tunnel, um, messed up thumbs don't go yeah. they, you know they type a lot it takes me a little bit to reply so i get I, i'll get a text while i'm driving and even though it's going to be only like 15 minutes till i get where i need to get i get this feeling like this person's waiting for an immediate response yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. i'll call like <laughs> mostly my kids i'll text me something and i'll call them yeah. right away and they're probably sending me a text and all of a sudden they're, they probably get that jarring phone ring mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like their dad and they're probably like oh my god that's why i texted you but it's like Hey, sorry, I can't text and drive. Let me just give you the answer and we can be done with it. Because by the time I get to where I'm going, I don't want to sit there and type this shit out. Right, right, right. especially so, with your fingers, yeah. And so um, I, I, so that's really the only time I call is if I'm in my car because I, you know, you Bluetooth and you can just talk while you're driving and then you can get it over with and not have yeah. to text later. Yeah. But I, I really try to never just call somebody out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. With the exception of like my wife. Sure. Through the day, you know, check, you know, but that's the only person that's acceptable. I think is your, your spouse, your significant other, right. <laughs> that's the only one person who gets free reign on calling you. Right. Everyone else schedule, schedule them. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send me a text, wait for a reply. Send me a text that says, Hey, cause maybe we can talk and I'll probably roll my eyes and go, Oh, we can handle this through text. <laughs> Total. I, I once heard, I don't know where I heard this. I once heard that the appropriate time is within two hours for a text. And that's absurd to me. That's absurd. What if you're, 
in, in the middle of something. Right. Something very important. Well, and I think it like, so with my teenage daughter, um, I mean, she's, you know, they're like always on their phone and always like responding. And I think to her generation, it's very, that is the expectation. Um, and I think that's definitely one yeah, of those generational not, it things. It doesn't cross generations. No way. Have you, ever, have you ever texted her and gotten a response back in two hours? Like, I'll text my kids and it's like, come on, man. I know you're looking at your phone. I know. <laughs> I know there's no way you're not looking at your phone. Every time I see you, you're never not looking at your phone. Well, do you do, you do the read receipts on? Do you turn yours on? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. Dead. Like, if you both have an iPhone, you can see it, and if you both have an Android, you can see it. But I have an Android, and everyone else in the world has an iPhone, so yeah. I'm kind of out of the loop of whether or not they see it. But it's still, it's like it, it, when they text me, it's like, why didn't you text me back? But when I text them, it's crickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't turn my. In fact, my my daughter's told me it drives her crazy that I don't have the read receipts on because she wants to know whether I've gotten it. Um, and I really don't have a problem with her knowing if I've. Like, you know, if I've received the message or not, but like in general, I, I don't, yeah, I don't want everybody to, to like know that I've got your message because I don't, I don't want the pressure of having to respond right away. Just because like, I, I mean, this is, what if you accidentally, what if you accidentally open it and all of a sudden it's on, you have to leave it on red yeah, because you're running out the door and on your way to something and they don't know what you're in the middle of. And now, oh, left me on red. (laughs) Yeah, this is harsh. Uh, this is uh, definitely a old old man's old man's. <laughs> old, old, old no, the but, older you get, the less you have to care about it, you know, because it's just yeah. like, mm, sorry, I'm old. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But I try to. I still want to know what's going on in the world. I want to know yeah. how they're because, like, imagine that pressure of, of being in your being a teenager for sure. And being suddenly reachable everywhere you are. I know. I know. That's, uh, but yet, yet still nobody like calls each other. It's still all suddenly reachable through text. Um, you know, like you think about it, what my kids all have, they're all on some network where they all know where each other is at all the, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like all, yeah. not, but the parents aren't, the parents aren't on it, but my <laughs> kids are all on this network. And so, like if you don't hear from someone for a while, you can call and as they're not answering, you can call one, any of them and be like, Hey, have you heard from so-and-so? And they'll be like, Oh, she's at the, this, like they can tell you exactly where yeah, she's at. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. We, <laughs> we do. So, I mean, my kids are, I mean, they're teenagers, but they're still, you know, in the house and stuff. We, we do it for our kids for sure. But, but I, I've heard of people do it like with their friends and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure my kids are doing it with their friends too. And it's like, just, man, don't you ever want to hide? Don't you ever want to just be able to get away? <laughs> um, no, you feel bad enough just turning your phone off. Like the panic that I know or when you like the other day I went to the store and I left my phone at home Yeah, and it was literally a 15 minute trip to just go mm-hmm. grab something and back and to the hardware store and just total this, this, panic of not having my phone and then i get home and nothing missed nothing yeah <laughs> you know? and then you felt bad about that right <laughs> no i know yeah <laughs> no one texted me in that 15 minute period 
Yeah. I didn't even get a notification from CBS Sports. <laughs> oh, actually, you can't go 15 minutes without a notification from CBS Sports. Yeah, for sure. Um, here's what I want to know. What so what are the what are the reasons someone might call you instead of texting you? Like, um, so we've established that the only the only people who where it's acceptable to just call you is um, your wife, maybe your immediate family, depending on the circumstances, right? Um, I don't know, Doug. I've known you for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And if you were to call me, <laughs> I would automatically know that someone was sick or dead. Or, <laughs> yeah. And I, even then I don't know that you would call me. You probably would still text. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll even change that to like your immediate household, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, or, or like, or people older, older than you. <laughs> so, so your family older than you, like, um, I'd say, you know, our, our mom calls me, but you know what? She still usually texts. It's usually if she's texted and I haven't responded within a certain amount of time, then she'll call. So even then she kind of like does the initial, Hey, I'm trying to get a hold of you kind of thing. Um, our only conversation takes place through text. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say, you know, but I mean, I, I imagine there are people who communicate with their um, parents or children. My mother-in-law. Yeah. My mother-in-law only texts. <laughs> when she tries calling enough times and doesn't get an answer. Okay. <laughs> so she's not the me, but wife, yeah. She yeah. calls my wife. Yeah. So, so um, immediate <laughs> yeah, family. Where are you? Yeah. It's the <laughs> default is the phone. And I know, I know, I know that exists out there. I, I don't understand it, but I know it exists out there. Um, so, so we established. Like I would say, and I would say even with my kids, I mean, they're all a little older, uh-huh. but it's still, it's text. Like I, as we're sitting here 15 minutes ago, I got a text from my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a question that would have, I mean, I'm glad she didn't call because we're doing this, but it's a literally a 10 second phone conversation to answer the question. Right. Right. Now she's sitting on red. <laughs> <laughs> So, so if you get a call, okay. So, so even like a family, like usually it's going to be text. So what are the reasons if somebody's calling you, like, what are, what for? And it, I think it's gotta be, it's situations you, they don't want you like wiggling out of, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, like, uh, Hey, can you babysit? Um, can I borrow your truck? Can you come help me move? Do you, do you want to go to a church function? <laughs> like it's, that kind of, it's that kind of stuff where it's like. Yeah, who's, who's answering phone calls? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the true. other thing. That's true. It's on you. That's on you. That's on you. Because I, I love I love the response. Hey, just saw this. <laughs> Sorry, I, I missed it. Oh, no oh, bullshit. Yeah. You didn't just see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone, you're, you're never, ever, I, I say my kids, but it's everyone. Everyone is looking at their phone always. All like, the nobody time. missed it. Nobody's just now seeing this. Yeah. Yeah. I will have. Fell asleep. Just, no, no. I know you have it set up for alarms to wake you up when you get stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that notification came through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, well, 
that excuse is starting to be uh, uh, unusable. Yeah, well, to the yeah. point where sometimes sometimes I won't even like send the text because I know I'm going to get that response. <laughs> it's like, let's just avoid the whole thing. Yeah, t- you know, times they are changing. I think I think this is the equivalent of the pop-in. Yeah, yeah, the phone call. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying too, when you had to go be the popper inner uh, with your neighbor, yeah, about the mail, yeah, that that's the same way when you make have to make a phone call and you're sitting there like, uh-huh. please don't answer, please don't answer, please yeah. don't answer. Just go to voicemail. Not even going to leave a voicemail. I'm not even going to leave a vo- <laughs> voicemail because you know it's me, and you'll call me if you want to. <laughs> The people that that's like it's like if you're calling me, please don't leave me a voicemail. Don't make me have to go into my messages and listen to it and delete. I first wade through this collection of uh, of uh, car insurance, warranty, warranty <laughs> or messages to get to your message. I see it. I see your name. I see your number. I see that you called. I will call you if I want to. Here's here's a little here's a little thing about the the car warranty that uh maybe as a saving grace is i think it's so ubiquitous that everybody gets these messages all the time that if um if you don't happen to if it's a number that somebody's calling you from that's not in your contacts it is totally acceptable to not answer oh yeah you know it really is <laughs> but that that's that came through with the home phones too like when caller id came out i was like i don't know that number let yeah. it go to the answering machine <laughs> Yeah. We, we just established in our household that we never answered the home phone. We had a home phone. phone. We, we had it for years because our kids were young. And so if there was a scenario where now, now they have their own phone. So we got rid of it, but like before they had phones, we just kept it in case they needed to call us if we had their home or something. Yeah. But we, I mean, it's all solicitors on the phone. Yeah. We never, ever, ever answered it. No point even having the ringer on. Right. If you have a home phone. Right. No one calling your home phone has got good news. No. No. They want something. There's no sexy M&Ms calling your home phone. No. <laughs> there sure aren't. Because when you think about it, if, if anybody's, if they're that close to you, they have your cell phone. So yeah. anybody who has your home phone number, you don't want to talk to. I, I bet you never gave your home phone number at once. So there was really no... There was really no way that anyone calling it would actually know you. Right. right. Well, <laughs> there was a lot today. There, there was a lot. You know, there's a lot to to uh, discuss with those two things, M and M's and phones. Yeah. And yeah. Well, it's just it's all it's all a, a sign of the change in times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and um, I don't know. I think I think it's more acceptable to melt. <laughs> in your mouth and not in your hands and be finger licking good for sure. Yeah. I think, I think the message here is that um, times change and that is scary. And we'll, we never understand the generations after us. That's just how it works. Yeah. And the generation before has never understood the generation after and vice versa. Yep. I don't understand why they can't see what they did to the world. <laughs> Makes some changes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like nobody's nobody's gonna hold you accountable for it. Like, like nobody's mad at you. We get it. Now it's just stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Quit making excuses. 
Yep. And then it'll be the same for us on something else. Oh yeah. It already is. Yeah. It already is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, well, you know, I, 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 I do not understand the generation under me. I really don't. Well, it's, it's, I think it's a generation skipped. So like the generation under me is whatever millennials yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. this one behind it. I know. So it's the two, it's the second after it's the second, it's the one that's yeah. You, you skip the, uh, and I'm in a, I'm a weird, a, a weird spot where like, I was like right in between two generational shifts. Like I was born right in between those two. So like, I feel like connected to both, but like, so the one after that though, you know, that's like two ways. It's really hard to understand. It's hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. But it's their world now. <laughs> it is like, why are we like stopping it? Why are we getting in the way of their world now? Like we had our chance to do our thing and now it's their time, their yeah. world. They want to, yeah. if they want to do it in a way that we don't understand, they want to, if they want to do it in sensible shoes. <laughs> <at it. laughs> yeah. But that's what makes us open-minded thinkers, Doug. That's right. That is that is so right. Not that anybody asked. Yep. <laughs> exactly.